0: Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey, and With the Aaron Kramer, the one and only Aaron Kramer. Holy cow, we're here. We're rocking out. We have a guest today, Stephen Smith. He's great, amazing. We just had a conversation before we jumped on the record, which we normally do, but I'm really excited to jump into this guy. Cajun Fest is kind of his jam, his passion. He was doing something, military guy, traveled the world, realized that like he had a passion for Cajun food, starts the Cajun Fest. And what I want to, I guess, quickly just encourage other people is like he had a passion and he did something about it. He was intentional and he acted on it. And I know there's some listeners out there that have some ideas. All you need to do is act on those yeah. things. So I hope this is encouraging. I hope that like this whole uh, podcast, you can just hear the enthusiasm and passion that he gets to have every day. He wakes up, loves what
1: he does. So
0: Stephen Smith,
1: welcome to the show, my man. Thanks very much, both of you, doing, y'all. man. Yeah, I'm doing well. Yourself? Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. For our listeners, like I know Stephen, he's a personal friend of mine, and there isn't too many people out there I'd say that have a bigger heart than Stephen. So, Stephen loves helping people. Far too kind. Thanks, man. Far too kind. Far
0: too kind. Okay, you're married. Yep. What's your wife's name? JC. JC. Okay. And you met? Uh, South Dakota of all places. Which, there's not a lot of people or good things that happen at South Dakota. So, you just took one of them out (laughs) and they live in Iowa now, right? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so give us a little bit of a background. What were you doing? And I would say more of the common path. And when were you like, all right, I'm going to jump this ship and I'm going to do the uncommon route. So, tell us your background.
2: Yeah, so honestly, I moved here from Louisiana <clears throat> to work for one of our Fortune 500s here in Des Moines, uh, doing the things that you should be doing in that pathway, uh, a job that really aligned with my skill set, my education, good pay, all those things. I'm not a corporate guy, if I find <laughs> yeah. out. At the end of the day, I find out that that's not Come where on. I get my joy and my energy. A lot of cool stuff, a lot yeah. of great learning lessons, right. i got to see a lot, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, not the thing that's probably going to keep me satisfied when I wake up at 40. Uh, so for me, it was finding out where else do I get that passion from? And honestly, it was a jump for me because it, there was no necessarily safety net waiting for me. Uh, I didn't have, uh, you know, a lot of things lined up per se. I just knew that there's gotta be more to this. So yes. Were you married at the time of JC? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Yep. So, and it was, she working? Uh, she was yeah okay yeah she's a social
0: worker so bigger heart than me even. bless her heart and more patience right. certainly
1: because yeah. i don't i don't have that i know like, here hear so you. so
0: you come home from work at the fortune 500 not to name any names principal and yeah. then and yeah, then the and then you say hey babe like i'm not feeling it yeah what was her initial response because here's what i say there is a common theme of people that we have on this podcast And I have a feeling she'll say the same thing. So go ahead. The answer was support. So you don't have that emotional support. There's no chance, right? Right, right. Yeah, and that's exactly right. If your spouse isn't going to support you on your uncommon journey, don't do it. Yeah, like percent, hundred percent. So JC says, "Babe, I love you. I'm here for you. Do it.
2: You wouldn't be the same if uh, you didn't have that fire. So please." Keep that fire burning bright, whatever it takes. Right. We yeah. got this kind of thing. So
0: she says, you got this. Yep. I'm here for you. We
2: got this. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, wow.
0: Dude, yeah. let's go. Okay, yeah. keep going. Sorry. No, not at all.
2: So, uh, you know, started a company that I work with now. I was doing that for a year and, and still working in that company, small software firm. Uh, but simultaneously, that's where the whole Cajun Fest thing kicked off. So honestly, ever since I left principal and my, my family's career military, I've been the only one to kind of take this entrepreneurial path out there on yourself, non-linear path, and it's been (laughs) a
0: lot of fun, man. Okay, so you go for it. You go for it. You say, "Listen, what was the what was it about Cajun food that made you passionate? Obviously, Louisiana—that's like the heart of Cajun. But like when you first tasted Cajun, tell us about that experience." So,
2: I mean, as much as I love the the flavors and the spices and the atmosphere that is Louisiana and New Orleans, all the things you think about, uh, it was more about the atmosphere and who you're doing it with. Uh, so the community. South is very communal-based. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that kind of spawned Cajun Fest was the idea of, man, I don't see enough neighborhood barbecues here in Iowa. That's true. I would love to do one of those. But for me and my brain, the only thing I knew at the time moving from Louisiana was, our community barbecues our neighborhood block parties are crawfish boils so man i haven't really seen any of those things i've heard of bacon fest i've heard of ja- i mean i've heard of all these different things yeah. But man, what if we did that, but occasion experience and got everybody around the same table, poured it out in a big table that everyone eats from the same thing? Uh-huh. Uh, it I'm was more of a
0: community get, piece. Yeah. The visual.
2: So it was more of the atmosphere than the food itself, although obviously both are fantastic.
0: Dude, strap yourself in. I feel like we have two things happening here yeah, we yeah. have your uncommon path of your career, and then you also have this passion project of yours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, it both. kind of is like, yeah. we're, we got to talk about both. Okay. So. You jump off into this kind of like software gig, yeah. Okay, and that's kind of fueling your fire, and then you have this passion of shrimp bowls, or what what are we, Cajun, whatever you want to call it, crawfish boil, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so where was your wife in that? Obviously, she's from South Dakota, so she doesn't really know anything about Cajun other than you like the Cajun, Steven.
2: Yeah, (laughs) well, uh, God bless, she followed me to grad school in Louisiana, so exposed to Mardi Gras and all the things that it takes to be a Louisianan. Uh, go Tigers and all that stuff. So it was an easier jump to know Good. that spice and that flavor. Yeah, yeah. She,
1: she takes a big role in helping out this Cajun Fest too. Oh, Let's yeah. go. Tell yeah. me about it, because there's there's support there, and there's also like grinding. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like because I get the pleasure of sitting on the board this last year and seeing those two work together is amazing. Like, and it's like most what people think, she's like go go go, and you know. Stephen has to point fingers. Hey, he does need that, but she, are two partners. That I mean, they're shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. They're doing in the, the fire, deal. doing the deal, and you see why it's gotten as big as it is because you guys yin are a Yin and Yang, couple. man, right? Yeah,
2: it's always those yin and yangs that work out so dang well. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's awesome to watch you guys do that. First year, and, what was that? First year that you did the Cajun Fest.
2: First year was 100 people, mostly old empl- uh, co-workers and employees at the at yeah. company, uh, getting together at, I think, Sailorville Lake at a public park. Okay. It was. Uh, the thought was, you know, we, we bought a bunch of crawfish and said, hey, come one, come all, no charge. If you, if you want to, here's a you know, big gallon bucket, throw some cash in. Whatever profits we make, we'll, we'll throw to a local charity. Yep. Uh, so what early year? on. What year was that? Uh, shoot, so that's been, uh, we're in our fifth year now. Minus one for COVID, so spend the math on that. Sure, okay. That sounds right. All right. Uh, So we had that early philanthropic push, too. I mean, the vision and the goal was not only the community side of the barbecue feel, but also like the Robin Hood effect of sending that money back. We all have decent jobs. We're all doing happy and well. Uh, This was more about, you know, the full ecosystem of being a community. You know, giving it from those who can and giving it back to those who can't. And that was kind Mm -hmm. of the
0: idea. Nice. Yeah. So, how did you pick the charity? What charity did you pick? Yeah. Is that the charity you do now?
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> no, rapid Sorry. fire. I'm in, man. Uh, so, the first <laughs> year was uh, Youth Emergency Services and Shelters. Yes. Shelters and Services. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I love played that knockout. Place. Played knockout there. Have you ever played knockout I there? Have not played. most intense knockout game you'll ever play. What's knockout? That was my first Basketball. job out of college. Oh,
2: yeah. In yeah, the gym. One after the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So now we knew people from there.
2: You know, youth was so important to us because, again, without sounding super cheesy every time I say it. Obviously it is the future and that's the you know sustainability of our state and our our nation. Um, so started with them, worked with them through the ellipsis after they came ellipsis. Oh wow. Uh, last year we actually did two organizations. Uh, we did IJAG which is uh, primarily focused on the gap between getting kids to edu- you know graduate from high school and the next step, whatever that looks like. There mm-hmm. is that big gap and IJAG fills it in incredibly Uh, The other one was St. Vincent of DePaul. So they do some really cool... Very cool. You know, before this, we talked about intention. They're very intentional in the way that they give back to the community. So it's self-sustaining, not always necessarily giving, but self-sustaining. Right. Uh, And this year, we're we're still considering who our primary beneficiaries will be this year.
0: It's cool that you kind of like rotate. I see one that's like always the one, but I like that thought of rotating it and, yeah, having a process through that. So to date... It's been five years ish. How much do you know how much you've given to charity since you started? Yeah, so in terms of like all the sponsorships that we've helped raise, um, we're a little over north of 100 grand. Holy buckets, Batgirl. So. Just a passion turns out to empowering others, yeah. giving people a community, which I think is super important. But then also intention of giving to a charity, and you're starting to see impact to do that. Like, hang on. So, what's the future of Cajun Fest? Because I'm Molly, and this is great. Uh, I mean, honestly, if I had to think about vision, uh,
2: there's of course you know revenue goals. You got to grow a business. Yeah, there are giving goals. You got to keep true to your north star and your compass. But then when it comes to actually aspirational goals, I think it's twofold. Uh, One is, no doubt about it, I want to be in downtown Des Moines with Mardi Gras floats growing down the street as if it's, you know, the St. Paddy's Day Parade times 10. I want the the half-year Mardi Gras downtown. I want (laughs) 100,000 people. I want throwing beads. I want the whole nine yards. Uh, But the second one is we want to take it on the road. I mean, so many things are cool, but you have to travel to that spot. Once we could make this a self-sustaining charitable function that you know works in and gives back to the community which is founded yeah so we want to take this idea make it as big and
0: sustainable as we can here uh, and then take that on the road man think about this for a second you've given over a hundred thousand dollars to charity on a passion yeah isn't that crazy when yeah. you take a step back and like look I mean that's to me is mind-boggling. Yeah, a lot of people, man, it's a lot of people it takes a tribe, it takes a village. Right. So tell me about the board that you have. How many people are on it? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing cuz that's super helpful to keep your true north true. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any variants you can have people bounce ideas off of. Where are we going? But I love your vision by the way. Just yeah, to say thanks that. Thanks so, I know. Yeah. Talk about your Appreciate
2: board. It. Uh, I think there's 10 of us now. Okay. Um, it really started from a core group of friends who were you know, talking about this idea of a Louisiana crawfish here in Iowa, uh, some of which were Iowa natives, some of which were Louisiana natives. Uh, and now it's slightly grown as we've gotten bigger and need more of a village to uh, friends and family like Aaron, uh, as well as people that have skill sets that we just don't. I mean, honestly, none of us are event managers. We're not we're not <laughs> festival throwers. We're, yeah, we're right. learning as we go.
0: Right. The yeah. division's big enough that you probably need some expertise. We need some extra firepower. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. good. How many people were at your last Cajun Fest? Uh, a little north of 1,500. Okay. yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. as fun.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I bet. Me, me being like, so I went to the very first one. and I, I had had 100 no, people. 100 people. Oh, you were at the first one? I was at the very first one. How did you find out about that? Steven told me. Okay. So he's like, hey, come out. I was like, okay. And we came out. I think it was towards the end that we got made it out there. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'm not I don't like crawfish. Like it's not my thing, like cracking things open yeah, and eating yeah. it. Uh so I didn't have any of the crawfish at the time. But then I unfortunately I don't know like what happened. I was like, I feel like a bad friend because then I didn't make it to any of the other ones until this last year. Okay. But the beauty of the inside of the silver lining of doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, look at how this is the grown. difference. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw like the it was just amazing. Like, This is so many people. Diverse mm. amount of people and I was like amazing and everyone's super friendly community feel man Yeah, right? it was a community feel like here. I'm like serving food to people and People just talking to you like playing jokes because apparently some people think I look like JJ Watts So like some random guy or oh. tricking his wife. I, always I was that just... mr Incredible from the uh oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we well, get that
0: too. Yeah. So I was like
1: good. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of people like good people out there Having a blast and everyone just talking to everybody so,
0: how do you advertise this? Like, how would people know other than this podcast? Because we know there's so many f- listeners. Yeah. I get it. So basically, just triple that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, That's
0: not true. For the <laughs>
2: <laughs> we've done. Uh, I mean, because of our size uh, and our resources, we've done a lot of awesome guerrilla marketing. So, mm. uh, from the traditional flyers around town and coffee shops and libraries to pimping out other events and, and doing things like that. And of course, getting the opportunities to be on things like this, and we've had awesome relationships with like Channel Five, who's done some good things yeah. for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had to be nimble, and I think that's honestly part of the success. We can't lose. I think once you get to a certain size, you kind of toss the baby out with the bathwater and completely Revamp do something it. new right. and hey, evolve for sure. But don't forget about the the little things that made you kill the giants. Now that you're starting to get big yourself. Yeah, right?
1: I mean, like I didn't say, like it's like I know I'm biased, but. This last year, we, I mean, we had an amazing turnout. We were up against some really big events yeah. that weekend.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it was a principal charity classic. Yep. Um, oh. Beer fest and pizza fest.
0: Yeah. And fifteen hundred people came. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. you like me now? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it shows you the community that you're getting wow. to, like the people choose that over those ginormous, uh, those big events. Yeah, yeah, competitors. Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, we were we were fortunate for that. I think. Again, and and not a question that I thought we'd cover, but um, our model's different. And that that was something that was really scary for us. You know, in traditional festivals and things like this, you pay for a ticket, Mm -hmm. then you go in, and then you buy tickets for everything you do after that. Yes. Um, And that didn't really feel like the uh, The spirit of the, the the community barbecue right so for us eliminate friction we, we get you a ticket and once you're in eat as much as you want all you want we have gumbo beignets for the kids we have all these different things eat as much as you want because you're welcome here no matter what and we have to of course account for that and that leaves some yeah you know revenue on the table potentially that leaves some well worth it well worth the experience so we're the we're unique in that sense uh but again to your point i think we capture a certain demographic because of the you know We don't zig just to zag when everyone else is doing it to do it, but intention, back to that word again, I think really matters.
1: Yeah.
0: How much does it cost now? Uh, 40 bucks. 40 bucks per person. 40 bucks per person. Uh, Different for kids? 13 and under for free. Okay. Bring your kids. Yeah. Yeah. When is it uh, it 2023?
2: Uh, I think we're at June 17th, which is a Saturday now between... Uh, some of the bigger events between Art Fest and Wine Fest and things ah, like that. So okay. honestly, found a great weekend. There you go. And we're taking it downtown. Are you? It's, it's our, getting closer it's to the step, ship, exactly. It's our Let's first step, exactly. It's our first step, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Have you ever been to Coles uh, Common right by Fong's
0: and yes. Ricochet, yeah. that yes. big area at the yes. water
2: fountains? Yep. That's where we're going this oh, year. Yeah. We're oh. really close. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. That'll just I'm bring excited. people
0: in just because of the location. And it's farmer's market that day, too. Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get out right now. Yeah. We got to get people to go to the farmers market and just yep. bring them on over. Yep. Bring them yeah. on over. Funnel. Funnel them. Yeah. What time does
2: it start? 11 to 7. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm going to watch <laughs> the the crawfish or the beignets to get the right kind of smells to get you yeah, back over. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. I mean, perfect cuz like then at 7 when we close down people just go to the bars. Yeah. Oh, I mean, perfect, right? Yeah. No. Yep. Just keep going. I mean, we had Confluence made us our own beer this year. Yeah. Which was really good. Oktoberfest refresh. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was a good beer. Yeah, we've
2: been lucky. We found, you know, we're an LLC, not a five hundred one c three. Yep. So that's you know adds different challenges, of course. And when you're in a philanthropic space, that's a different way to play. Uncommon. Uh, Very uncommon. Uh, but we've been lucky that our sponsors and our partners see exactly what we're trying to do. Of course, we're transparent with our money and things like that, but right. uh, buying the vision the same way that the community members do. So we've been super fortunate.
0: Steven, that's amazing. Yeah, very lucky. All right. I want to go back to your profession at this point. Yeah. yeah. Has it been the same ever since? Yeah. The Fortune 500 company? Yeah, growing stage. the software. Yeah. Software. And yeah. you're owner of that, right? Yeah, I'm part owner of it. Part owner. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about how that's adapted and evolved as you've been kind of pouring your passion. And how did you balance the two? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, but tell me, how is he balancing it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a very
2: uh, high level philosophical answer to that question, there's a difference between where a lot of people have to feel like a work-life balance, like it's a seesaw. Versus a work-life blend, right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing this now. I'm going to leave here and go to my gym and swim for an hour. And then I'm going to go home and maybe work into the night, if that works for me, that day. So for me, to compartmentalize is hard. But when you're passionate about things and they kind of just flow through you. Don't feel like work. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's never seemed terribly hard, to be honest with you. And especially, maybe your question, when you're an entrepreneur or a parent, you always dang near feel guilty about doing anything else that's not the immediate What I immediately see as the light at the end of the tunnel or whatnot. Uh, But for us, been very lucky. Have a great team. The software company has grown. Hiring our first people in San Francisco and feeling like a wow, feeling like we're growing for real. Uh, And the balance has been more of a blend.
0: Good, yeah, yeah. JC still doing the deal, still doing the social work, man. Oh, bless her heart. Just resolute. She's consistent,
2: man. Yeah, she's the rock. Ah.
0: I don't know. Let's go. What else do we need to talk about? What do you think the biggest challenge that you had to overcome, either in your professional life or Cajun Fest, that you had to, like, oh boy, that's going to knock us off a little bit, knock us back, yeah. but we even got better? Yeah, Can you think well, of I mean, when you're first starting off in anything, anything that is in
2: retrospect small feels huge. Right. Right. And how do you not take those emotional lumps and losses? Especially when you're having trouble maybe making ends meet or yeah. when you're having, you know, uh, uh, P&L issues or cash flow issues. That's a very scary time. And that's when most people, you know, get tried and, and, and fall down or fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe with the right to port, you can get through that fear. Mm-hmm. So although I don't have, I guess, a particular answer for either off the top of my head, because we've had so many challenges, of, as right. of course you will, especially with, you know, pandemics. Yeah. And, and, and right. Financial stuff. But. Uh It's just usually that the fear of the unknown and having things that are small seem so big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember, it's cool, it just happened to be, we were out for a beer, Stephen, and we were both there, and it kind of happened around the same time for us, where we we're both like, hey, you know, like, we both made it. Oh, wow. Because, you know, like, around, yeah. and it's it's fun to have that journey with somebody, because, when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing anything, it's just like those times, like you shared stories about buying presents for JC, and it's like, you just heartbreaks You're like, oh, man, I did this startup, and yeah. we're not quite there yet because it's a journey. Yep. And so there's those hardships there of, like, that's why your spouse has to be so tied in because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. here, your heart's broken, but they don't care because they know, like, they're there with you through the hardships. And it was just fun. Was, I still remember they were like, Having a beard. I cried that day. I know. Yeah, I remember. I remember nice. Got a, yeah. had a beard and we hugged and we are like, we both made it. We did yeah. it. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Because there's always time.
0: this future of unknown. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. know. You don't know if it's going to go well or not. And that's the part of this whole uncommon journey that I get excited about. It's like, it might not be successful in the eyes of the world, but in the experience that you're going to like obtain, it's going to be very successful. Yeah. Now, it's also fun to have true success financially and seeing success and gains. Yeah. But it is interesting when you take a look back and see what you've, you've learned and experienced and see who you are now. Man, what a therapeutic thing to be mm-hmm. like we've we've come through a lot yeah and we have more things that we get to go through and the experience that we had in the past is going to allow us to navigate those even better best days are ahead of
1: us let's man. go yeah. you know best days so, are ahead. yeah because that's the fun thing with steven like i mean your background is psychology so you, mm. and you're one of my friends that i i feel like every time we sit down i leave i like ah, i think my iq went up a point you know? <laughs> yeah buddy but uh like we do like, it's fun because there's not very many people like really pay attention like look back and like look at the growth that you've done and over had to overcome but like it you are one of those friends we get to look back and look at those and recognize those hardships so good. so we can grow from them and but then what it really does is and I, you're the man that really shows how to do it is be so appreciative mm-hmm. of like what you've been blessed with you know mm-hmm. i know you've talked about your struggles like you know should you have gone in the military like you, your dad and your grandpa were extremely successful there but you're like i don't know maybe i should take a different path mm-hmm. you know and he did like mm-hmm. but you you had to like work through that because there's a kind of a struggle there, especially when um, things get hard in the business. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, did I make the right decision? Right. You know, but,
2: my my Peter Panness, you know, yeah, lead me to astray. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. So it's it's really cool to watch that whole thing come yeah.
0: to play and to see that you have a, a thriving marriage throughout it. Yeah? yeah. Um. Man, I can't even tell you for the listeners that maybe just be hearing because Stephen's so awesome. I get it, but the power of a supportive wife is better than any money mm-hmm. ever, ever. <laughs> like, yeah. like you can pretty much conquer everything. This is my stupid saying. If my wife is with me and the whole world is against me, I'll go conquer the world. Mm-hmm. If my wife is against me, but the whole world's with me, my world's upside down. Yeah. That's kind of what I say. I like it. Um, and so that's a true testament to what you're doing and super exciting. So let me ask you this because I, one thing that we talked about before this podcast, I want to do with this podcast is help people pursue what they're excited about mm. and what they're and, and go impact other people. You've done that really really well. Oh, thanks man. So, Try. I think this is carries some weight. What would you say to those people that are like they might be on the bridge. They kind of know what it would take to jump off the bridge. They're too scared to like go invest in themselves. What advice would you give them to like hey, get up on this bridge and let your parachute fly?
2: Oh, man. You know, you were kind about saying uh, something about you know what keeps you motivated and, and what gets you to jump off that thing, uh, and I wouldn't have thought of it had you not said it. But uh, I watched a uh, a speech that The Rock of all people gave. Aaron, if you Dwayne if Johnson, you, if all your people don't know what Aaron looks like, he's he's huge. <laughs> uh, and The Rock talks about how in tough times when I'm not sure if I should do this or if that jump is too big, am I risking too much? Is the the, the opportunity to embarrass myself too great? I go back and remind myself, and he goes through his whole story. And I think his production company is called like $7 because he got cut from the football team in Canada, doesn't have a job, doesn't have a savings account, opens up his wallet and has seven bucks. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. I'll never not forget those seven bucks again. So he says, anytime that I have a moment where I'm afraid of jumping off, I have to remind myself of that time or those times where it was really bad. Because again, and, and really bad doesn't mean you only have seven right. bucks. For me, at my old company, it was not fulfilled, right? Right. Uh, and those are the things that sneak up on you in the end, not the right. immediate pains and pleasures, right? Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Because if you wake up in, your, in the morning, like let's just ask this to Stephen for the listeners. You try to answer this question. Stephen wakes up in the morning and he loves his life. Yes or no? The answer is uh, yes. yes. Okay. So if he loves his life, like he, he doesn't work a day in his life. Yeah. yeah. And so how much is in your 401k account? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean okay, maybe it's important, maybe it isn't, but like it doesn't seem as important if you're thriving and loving your life, impacting people, giving them a community, giving them an avenue to be able to have a Cajun fest, you know, and like really impact other people. It doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account or in your 401k. It matters how many people are you impacting and how much you get to love your life today. Yeah, And if you love your life today, you don't want anything like you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. You don't have to worry about masking this big amount of wealth in your 401k because at some point I get to retire. Mm-hmm. Well, for you, it's like, I don't feel like I work.
2: I never want to retire. I mean, this is working. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's retirement look like for yeah. you? Like, uh, doing it at a bigger level and yeah. having a sweet parade. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know, Mardi Gras beats, I mean, which is never bad.
2: I feel like sometimes, uh, without getting cheesy on y'all in this whole law oh, of attraction, thing. Shit cheesy. Yeah. law of attraction, right? Like, for me, uh, it's always helped to keep the focus in the vision on what does the end game feel like, but not necessarily what does it look like? Cause if yeah. I can keep focused on what does it feel like to get whatever yes. it is that's in my mind yeah. without defining it, that's when I let go right. and things are attracted to me. Mm. But if I'm trying to script the next step every single time and put my ego in front of the way, I, everything's going to bother me too much. I'm going to focus on what I don't have right now right. or the path right. that didn't get taken And I'm going to lose the actual right path along the way. So once you let go, it's paradoxically when it seems to come to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me
0: give you a different perspective. way to see this. Bridezillas. If you focus on all the things that need to go right, you will be a bridezilla. Yeah. If you focus on being intentional and being present, you'll have the best day of your life. That's what you're saying, right? In a different way. Yeah. So what great wisdom. Steven, this has been awesome. awesome. Yeah. Same, man. Same. I couldn't be more of a fan. I'm going to Cajun Fest with the whole family. We're rocking it out. Uh, this is 2023. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. And for the listeners out there, I think the coolest thing about this is your passion can impact other people and give them something that they were seeking out that they never knew that they needed. Mm-hmm, for yes. you, it was community around Cajun food.
2: Yeah. That's a, it's a vehicle. It's the means to an end. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you got to do it with your best friend, JC, along. Yep along the side and y'all apparently yeah congratulations on your success and man man, i can't wait to hear how it goes i can't wait to see you in your element at the at the cajun fest in 2023
2: out of breath i'm sure and frazzled but we'll see it's all good it's
0: all good it's so much fun thanks for being on the show you've been listening to the uncommon life project i've been your host philip ramsey the Aaron kramer until next time go be uncommon thanks for listening that's all for this episode of the uncommon life project Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.